Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning, podcast listeners. I sometimes think I should rename this podcast Thinking Out Loud because it starts in a certain place and it goes in a completely different place. But today, so I don't come up with a plan. Here's the main thing. I don't come up with a plan, usually. Usually I don't come up with a plan. Today I was thinking, it's just a seed. I have this thing about seeds. I planted a seed and I thought, let's see where this goes. Because this is kind of a window into the world of my mind, a scary place. And here's what I was thinking this morning. I'm not quite sure where it started. Like most thoughts, you go, where did that start? I don't really know. But I'm going to stray momentarily into the world of quantum mechanics, about which... I know nothing, but I wish I did because it's one of those areas of science that truly fascinates me with its mystery and its unsolved nature. Unlike other sciences where things are concrete and defined and there's a sense of logic about them, quantum mechanics and quantum physics is this extraordinary place where it's totally unpredictable and magical and that's really appealing to me and there's a science uh, a s- experiment rather that you may or may not have heard of called the Weizmann experiment and I'm going to explain this in very layman's terms which if you're a quantum mechanic quantum physicist you will probably reel in horror at my misinterpretation however my understanding of it is that Electrons, forgive me, I don't exactly know the specificity of what an electron is, but a thing, a thing called an electron, can be both a wave and a particle. Now, I understand a wave as something that's fluid and doesn't exist in a single place. It moves, you know, like light waves or sound waves. They don't exist in a single place. They they can they have movement like waves. That's my understanding. And a particle is a very specific thing that I imagine sits right in front of me. I can touch it, I can feel it. I have a sense of where it is. Whereas a wave can be in many different places at one time and a particle is right there, you can see it. And the basis of the experiment is that an electron is a wave until it's observed, at which point it becomes a particle, which to me is absolutely magical. So that's my very basic misinterpretation probably of this particular experiment in the science. And I and I thought about that in relation to my world, which is, you know, how do we grow as people? How do we take on the challenges that are presented to us in life and and make life pleasurable and, and, and change things so that we can feel more fulfilled, that we can do things without angst and drama and anxiety and stress. And 
here's where I see links in my experience, and I could have this woefully wrong, but when I think about changes that have occurred in my life, monumental shifts, I'm going to go with relationships. I don't often talk about relationships, but this is, for me, an exquisite example of what I perceive as this experiment in action. So for more than 40 years of my life, I struggled with relationships. Really, really struggled. You know, classic wrong man, always, always drawn to the wrong man and always trying to crowbar myself into a relationship that didn't really want me uh, and always trying to manipulate that relationship to be how I thought it should be. And, And maybe you're familiar with this, the more you try to make the situation work, the worse it gets. Like, it's just not going to happen. And I would do this over and over and over again. That classic banging your head against the brick wall, self-sabotaging, not meaning to ever, of course, thinking you found the right one who turns out to be another wrong one. And in the process, constantly feeling like, there's something wrong with you, something wrong with me, and eventually, kind of throw my hands in the air, gonna give up. Not in a, and I'd moved, at that point, I moved from a complete victim of, oh, poor me, why does this, why me, why does it always go wrong? Why is there no one out there for me? Why, 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 you know, that state, which I'd gone into repeatedly at the end of every relationship, that you go through that, I hate them and then there's that oh I'm desperate I'm alone no one ever loves me no one ever will you know that sorry state maybe you've never been there but I suspect many of us have and I certainly have so in my early 40s I thought I'm done with this I'm really really done with this I'd got divorced I'd been I had some fun but then I got into another relationship which turned out just like all the others. You know, it's all lovely and he's the most handsome man on the planet. And, oh goodness, he seems to be attracted to me. How wonderful, how miraculous, how amazing. And then it all fell apart. And I thought, I'm done. I can't go through this anymore. I'm in my early 40s. I, this is it. This teenage stuff is done. You might be thinking, where's the quantum mechanics in this? We'll get back to that. So I move into a place of letting go, basically letting go completely, going, I'm, if I never find the right person for the rest of my life, that's, that's it. My life is actually pretty good. I, I refocus my attention on what was good in my life. I refocused on the fact that I had a good job, I had good friends, I lived in a nice part of the world, I had enough money in my income to to enjoy things. I could travel when I wanted. I could go out for dinner when I wanted. I could buy the clothes I wanted when I wanted. And I'm quite an independent person. I like my own company. I like doing things on my own. I'm happy to go, instead of going, oh, what, what film should we go and see? I just go, I wanna go and see that film and see it. And so I embraced all of that stuff that I loved. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to embrace this. If this is as good as life gets, it's pretty damn good. And if I never meet, you know, if there is no one person out there, it's okay. Because it's better to have this wonderful life of me enjoying my independence and all the lovely stuff I have in it 
than to spend big chunks of my life regretting what I don't have. So I stopped, I genuinely stopped looking. Not in a, I'm, I'm not gonna try anymore, you know, not in a victim way, just in a positive, if I meet someone great, but I'm, I'm not looking for it, I'm not adapting to create myself in some way that I think will make me more suitable for some relationship with some stranger. And I stopped, you know, looking at couples and thinking, oh, look, there's a couple. Because I thought, you know what, most of the time relationships aren't great. You know, we stick in things that just don't work for us because we think that's better than being on our own. So I reached that point and I started just enjoying life. And then, of course, as you might imagine, I began to see men in a different light. I began to see them as people instead of potential partners or so there was all of this love hate was gone and I began to just see them as people. Gosh, that's extraordinary. Men are people. And understand them a bit better and listen to them a bit more and develop normal relationships with understanding and and that was good. It wasn't going anywhere, I wasn't looking for anything. I was just enjoying suddenly seeing men as people instead of the enemy or, or potential life partners. So basically I'd let go of this desire, this want, and the word want, I've heard this said before, equals lack. And I think that's really important, want equals lack. So the more I wanted this thing, it, it, the more it, I lacked it, it just slipped away from me. And in the act of letting go, suddenly, well, not suddenly, it took it took a couple of years, this person materialised in my life who didn't fit the pattern of what I thought I wanted, remember the lack thing, but in so many ways just was such a lovely person. So that person became the person I'm with now, been with for 13 years, maybe more, and is, you know, that classic, the one, the love of my life, you know, someone who I just adore and still do, and there's no me trying to be something I'm not. I'm not trying to make him something he's not. We just accept one another. So where does this relate to that whole quantum mechanics, a wave and a particle thing? Well, here's my thinking. My thinking was that before I was very intent on what I wanted and how I thought it should be. And in that observer mode, was seeing and creating things in a very fixed way. And, and the more, as I understand the science, the more you observe the particle, the, the stronger the, the particle becomes. And I've probably misinterpreted that completely, but that's my loose understanding of it. So in a way, the more I tried, the more I focused, the more I thought about what it was I wanted, the more I fixed it in place. But remember, want equals lack. So unlike manifestation, where they go, oh, if you just visualise what you want, you'll get it. In that wanting state, you kind of are fixed on not having it. And you fix in place this stasis. Oh, that's a nice word. For yourself of locked in a groundhog day where everything you see is not what you want, but you're creating it with your mind thinking about it. You're probably thinking, what? I'm, I'm lost here. I'm lost here. But in the letting go, here, here's where my thinking goes. In the letting go of, okay, I give up. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm genuinely 
light about it. I'm not going to try and create anything anymore. <laughs> I'm done with trying to create things. I'm done with wanting things. I'm just happy with what I've got. It's almost like I stopped trying to be the observer, stopped being an observer of anything. And here's my thinking. I allowed things to become a wave again. Oh, I'm going a bit weird with this now. But I'm thinking if I allowed things to become a wave, then more became possible because there was no one fixed point, one ideal person that I was trying to create. There was a myriad of possibility in this wave that didn't need to land anywhere because I wasn't making it land until the moment where I observed, genuinely observed in a random way rather than an I'm trying to create this way in a relaxed way, I suddenly observed something that seemed like it might be right, but still didn't over-observe it, didn't over-try to impose my impression of what it was I wanted on the situation or on the person or on myself. And so I just lightly allowed it to be. And even I'm thinking, this is so loosely connected to quantum mechanics. Really? Really? But you know, this is this is how my mind works. But the thing I want, if you can take anything out of this at all, the thing I want you to take out of it is it's just possibility because none of us, not even those very clever quantum physicists, none of us know the answer to the universe, to reality, to to how this world works, to how any of us work. None of us do doesn't matter how clever you are, how many experiences you have, how many qualifications you study for, how many books you read, none of us know exactly how this stuff works. But I do know that that sense of letting go seemed to change something for me in my life, permanently, irrevocably, permanently. And so... That's what I work, and and here's where I have to step back. I work to try to create in my work, but it's a curious paradox because obviously the more I try to create something that I want in my work, the more I'm kind of trying to do that thing that I used to do with relationships, which is craft something that I think is the ideal. But then you discover that maybe the, the ideal that you thought was the ideal is not the ideal. Oh, actually, this is this is not what I thought. Oh, oh God, what have I created? What have I got? And so I'm on this journey of trying to let go. So I move forward and then I let go and then I move forward and then I let go. And I'm not yet reached that point that I did with relationships of totally letting go and going, you know what, let's just let this play out. Let me just refocus on what works, what I'm comfortable with, what I'm happy with, and and be okay with that, embracing that and, and really stepping into that completely and not feeling any sense of regret or loss or lack or want, but just going, this is pretty damn good. It's pretty damn good. If this is as good as it gets, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. If I live the rest of my life and nothing else changes, I'm okay with that. 
Because when I believe, when you get to that point, that's when the magic happens. And maybe that's what this whole, I've spoken on other podcasts about getting out of your comfort zone, about doing the things that scare you. Maybe the scariest thing is to let go, completely let go. To stop planning, stop trying, stop working so hard, stop wanting, and just let go. You know, maybe that's why when vision boards really work, is when you create a vision and then you kind of let go of it, you let it go. People talk about letting it go into the universe, let the universe take over. And there's lots of, and I love all that stuff, but it's a bit wishy-washy, is it? Wishy-washy, who knows? Maybe that's what they mean and maybe they're right. Maybe that is what we all have to do is let go. So maybe you'd like to join me on a little experiment for yourself. But that is the scary thing. That is where you've just, you really have, you've left the plane and you're not even sure you have a parachute. You're just trusting. Oh, well, I hope there's a parachute. And that's almost what I'm suggesting is to change your life dramatically. Really, how could it get worse? If you're stuck in a place of overwhelm, of stress, of anxiety, of distraction, of lack, of questioning, is this it? Is this all there is? There must be more. If you're in that place, that's very painful and very uncomfortable and very harmful to your physical and mental well-being. And so, what have you got to lose? What have we got to lose? By trying to master the art, without trying, because there is no try. I've never watched Star Wars, but I, I do know that one line, which is so good. Of just jumping out the plane, mm-hmm, don't know if there's pressure, no idea, but do you know what? The air's nice. Oh, look at the view, it's beautiful. Oh, feel the air on my skin. Oh, see the light. Look at the land. Look at the colours. Hear the birds. Oh, feel the whoosh of the air. Just celebrate what's going on. And really celebrate it. And go, that's, if this is all there is, this is fantastic. This is magical. This is extraordinary. And allow yourself to just be in and enjoy it and embrace it without waiting. Oh, if I do this long enough. How long do I have to do this before before the magic happens? So it has to be an uncontrived, and that's the tough thing, uncontrived letting go, of genuinely going, I may just have let go and there may be nothing more. And trusting. And so if you want to put some effort into this, and I just said, don't put any effort, don't put any effort. But, you know, we're all going, no, I've got to do something, got to do something. I'm thinking, what about if you just imagined, just play by capturing in a notebook? And my clients will know about a a thing called Insignificant Moments of Joy Journal. I'll have to talk about that another time. But imagine you had something else, which was just, if I lived in the perfect world, what would I imagine? A little bit of utopian dreaming. And it doesn't have to be big picture, you know, it has to be little focused details. So if you just go, I'd imagine peace in the world and everybody would love each other. Yes, that's lovely. I want that too. But what about the details of 
I imagine, and, and you don't have to feel a sense of reality about it, just gosh, wouldn't it be lovely if, if I woke up every morning and I had a belly laugh before breakfast? And you turned that into a, I wake up every morning and I have a belly laugh before breakfast. And you might think, well, isn't that just affirmations? Aren't you just recycling that affirmation thing? Yes, probably. Because there is nothing new that's being said by anybody. And even when we think we're discovering something new, we're just discovering something already existed, but we're discovering it. Oh, it works like that, does it? So once again, I have no idea. I'm shooting in the dark, same as everybody else. And I studied and I've had qualifications, not in science, obviously. But it isn't about what you know, it isn't about what you study, it isn't that someone knows the answer and somebody else doesn't. Even if we're all selling a version of the answer. All we're selling and all anyone can ever give you is another open door that you can step through and go, oh, I've never tried this one before. This one looks like one that might be fun to go through. Maybe I could have an expanded version of myself where I do feel like life is a bit better because I walked through this door. Because this person said it in a way that works better for me. That turned on a light, that, that gave me that moment of clarity, that release of want and desire and stress. And maybe that's all there is to it. So maybe we have to let go to allow our reality to become a wave again, to stop fixing it, to release it, to turn everything back into waves, to let go, to stop observing, to release the electrons, to stop forcing them into particles just for a while, to allow them to be waves again, until we're ready. And as I said at the beginning, this is just me thinking out loud. This could be utter confusion and nonsense for you, or it could be useful. And I know there are so many people out there and what you want a step-by-step, -step, tell me how to do it. Give me the step-by-step. -step. And maybe I'm not your person because I don't think there is a clear step-by-step -step for life. Yes, there's certainly some things you can do that make a difference, but I know from my experience, there are things that work brilliantly with, a, with one group of people and they don't work at all for another group. There is no single step-by-step -step solution, just tell me how it is, give me the workbook, show me what to do. What works with people in my world and how I can help is asking questions and planting seeds because that's the way we grow as people. Nobody can tell you how to live your life because then you're living theirs. But what they can do is ask you a question or plant a seed or help you plant a seed. That leads you to a question, that leads you into a different and happier, more fulfilled version of yourself. And if it's confusing or philosophical or a bit bonkers or just nonsense, 
to some people it will be, to others it will be mind-blowingly amazing. It will spark something that creates a difference, makes a difference possible. And I hope that's for you. And if it isn't, then you, you would have stopped hours ago. You wouldn't be listening. Um, so just play. Look up the Weissman experiment. See what it sparks for you, whether it enlightens you to think about things in a different way, to wonder what on earth that means, that an electron can be both a particle and a wave, but it's only a particle when it's observed. Allow yourself to just sit with the wonder of that and see if that plays out in your own mind to make a difference in your world. So I will will see some of you (laughs) who have enjoyed this on another podcast and who knows where it will go.